Thanks for checking out the Christian Life Austin podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure to check us out at clcaustin.com for more info on how you can connect with us. We trust that you will enjoy today's message. Thank you for listening. Turn to somebody and say, I want to help the pastor preach today. Say, Pastor, preach to us. Let the word touch my mind. Let it change my mind. Preach to us tonight. Let the word touch my heart. Let it change my heart. Preach to us tonight. Let me leave here. Better person. What I was when I came in. My subject tonight before you see it is simply this. And Judah had five sons. And Judah had five sons. My subject tonight is that. God bless. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. A pastor caught three small kids stealing oranges from his tree. He said, you know what the Bible says about thieves? He asked those little kids and one of them said, yes, sir. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Let me say that again. Y'all wasn't even listening. That's a funny little story. A florist's new assistant took a telephone order from a customer in the ribbon, said the ribbon must be white, said the woman on the phone with gold letters reading, rest in peace on both sides. And if you can squeeze it in, say, we shall meet in heaven. When the final, when the floral tribute arrived at the home of the deceased, the beautiful flowers were adorned with a white ribbon with gold letters as proclaimed, rest in peace on both sides. And if you can squeeze, squeeze in, we shall meet in heaven. <laughs> Cute. And finally, how about the bulletin blooper? I love bulletin bloopers about as much as I love the, the things on, that I show on the screen sometimes, these, these uh, sign bloopers. The angels rejoice when one singer repents, said the bulletin. Not in our choir, of course. None of our singers need to repent. But down at that other church down the street, they probably a couple of three or four that need to do that. I love our choir. I love our music. I love the fact that we have a reason to be in the house of God. Genesis chapter 46 said, And the sons of Judah were Ur and Onan and Shelah and Phares and Zerah. Genesis 29 and 35 says, And she conceived again, speaking of Leah, and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. Leah had four sons, and the fourth son born was a man named Judah. Of course, Judah is where the lineage and the legacy that Jesus came out of. He was born from that line. The law of first mention is something that needs to be talked about tonight. See, the law of first mention basically states that the first occurrence of something in Scripture predicts or sets the standard of how that thing is represented all throughout Scripture, the law of first mention. Praise is a Hebrew word, yada, which means to extend one's hands upward. So the law of first mention then, praise should always involve an extension of your hands and surrender to Almighty God. Throw your hands in the air and say, I'm going to do that, Pastor. Come on, just throw your hands in the air and say, praise the Lord. All right. Now, before I get started real good, I'm going to give you seven words, seven Hebrew words of praise in the Old Testament. Seven ways to praise the Lord. The first, of course, is yada, Y-A-D-A-H, or yada. It's a verb with a root meaning. I'm going I'm to say these Hebrew words, West Texas, okay? 
All right. The extended hand to throw out the hand, therefore to worship with extended hands. According to a lexicon, the opposite meaning of praise like that is to bemoan or to wring one's hands in frustration. So you're either a praiser or you're a worrier. You're a praiser or you're a fretter. The second word I want to put on the screen is a word called halal, H-A-L-A-L. It's a primary Hebrew root word, and our word hallelujah comes from this base word. It means to be clear, to shine, to boast, to show, to rave, to celebrate. Then I love this, to be clamorously foolish. It means to get beside yourself. Anybody, anybody brave enough to say, I've been drunk before? All right, put your hands down. Well, I never have. But I have been clamorously foolish in the Holy Spirit in my life. I have gotten beside myself in the Lord. Toda comes from the same principal root word as yada. It is used more specifically. Toda literally means the extension of the hands in adoration or acceptance. So yada is this. Toda is this. It's receiving. It's accepting. It's using, thanking God for things not yet received, but you already believe that he's going to give them to you. So when you praise him, you do this. When he blesses you, you do this. It's all praise. Then there's a word called shabak. It means to shout, to address the Lord in loud tones, to command, to triumph. How many of you had a shabak in your life? Just say, hallelujah. And that neat. Then there's Barack. Not Obama, but Barack. <laughs> means to kneel down, to bless God as an act of adoration. I have seen people fall prostrate. I have seen people fall to their knees and give God praise and glory. That is a Hebrew word that you can do that. Then there's zamar, which means to pluck the strings of an instrument, to sing, to praise, a musical word which is largely involved with joyful expressions of music with musical instruments. That's what our musicians do for you every time the service is, a, is here. Then the last word is tehillah. It's derived from the word halal and means the singing of halals. In other words, the singing of hallelujahs, to sing or to laud or to perceive to involve music, especially singing hymns in the spirit and of the spirit. So we have zamar, which means to play instruments. Tehillah, which means to sing songs with those instruments. Barak means to kneel down. Shabbat means to shout aloud unto God. Toda means to receive the blessings of God. Halal means to get beside yourself. And praise and hallelujah and yada means or yada means to praise him with your whole heart. Everybody say, I want to be a praiser. That's the seven words. Psalms 34, 1 through 3 said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I want to give you some concepts before I start teaching. The word of God is relevant in any generation. Say amen to that. The plan of God is effective no matter what the culture is. The design of God will continue regardless of the times. The mercy of God is extended daily to all who desire it and who need it. The grace of God works in spite of our failures to understand it. The hope of God is still fresh and alive in turbulent times. And the salvation of God never changes regardless of anybody's opinion. Clap your hands and say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
When you grasp those simple concepts, our walk with God will not be difficult. Here's a statement I want to make. Living for God is quite simple. And it's not difficult. The difficulty comes when we make it difficult. Often we establish our own ideas and our own concepts about God's plan. And ultimately insert them into the rules and regulations much like the Pharisees did in Jesus' day of what we think is God's will for our life. The only plan, the only hope, and the only salvation that is accurate and true is God's plan and God's hope and God's salvation. Say amen to that. John the Revelator said in the last of his book, anybody that adds to this book, the plagues will be added. And anybody that takes away from this book, his name will be taken out of the book of life. I'm so thankful for the way God has led and guided his church through all these decades and these, these centuries of time. The old song says, some of you may remember it, the church is moving on. The church is moving on. From the lowlands to the highlands to the mountaintops we'll rally. We'll wave our banner high. We'll shout it in the sky. We'll sing and shout and praise the Lord because the church is moving on. It is the only thing, folks, it's the only thing that God did not create. He purchased it with his own blood. He purchased it with his own blood. He established it upon a rock, and that rock is not going away. He said, upon this rock, I will build not your church, but my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Nothing can stop God's church, not fires, not floods, not lions, not any form of persecution. It's built by God, blessed by God, protected by God. It's built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. It has many varied strengths about it. Let me discuss one tonight. The church was established through the fire of praise. Praise is calmly for the upright. The word of God shows where praise was important. Judah is the son of the 12 that we remember the most because out of Judah came the lawgiver. Out of Judah came Jesus Christ. Judah lived at the entryway to the tabernacle that Moses erected in the wilderness. You had to go through Judah to get into the house of worship. David said, enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. God inhabits the praises of his people. Praise is the ultimate method for us to reach to the throne of God. Isaiah 8 and 8 said, the Lord shall pass through Judah. Praise. Psalms 11 and 4, uh, 114 and 2 says, Judah, praise was God's sanctuary. And Psalms 22 and 3 said, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. We are taught in the Bible to praise. We are engulfed in the act of praising him. Praise is necessary and a necessity for the church. Here's the question. What is the end result of praise? What does our praise produce? Does it travel? Does praise travel? The truth is most people have less trouble getting into the presence of God than they do walking with God. What are the byproducts of praise that can be assessed spiritually? Praise. Judah had five sons. And there are certain offsprings of praise. Praise is supposed to be a producer. It's not just a simple act and ritual that we go through in a church service. 
Seed time and harvest. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Amen. Notice spiritual concepts are being reproduced in our lives. Praise is one of those. Praise produces something in our life that goes beyond the one or two hours we spend at church. Because praise has five sons. And I'm going to preach about them right now. I'm going to teach about them. The first son I want to talk about is a man named Ur, E-R. That's quite a name, isn't it? Ur. Ur, Ur, Ur. What are we going to name our son Ur? Let's see, Ur. That's a good name, honey. Name him Ur. The name Ur means simply watchful or awake. Say watchful or awake. Someone wrote, the improbable happens just often enough to make either Life either disturbing or delightful. But the improbable does happen sometimes. Therefore, the Lord's word to us is watch and be awake. When you praise the Lord, something is internally quickened in your life. Praise, folks, is your reveille. It's your bugle call. It wakes up your anointing. There's a little booklet put out by a man named Dr. Albert Day called The Healing Ministry. And in that book, he says there is a kind of poverty today about which we need to be concerned. And that is the poverty of expectation on the part of so many Christians. It's on the screen. He said, our chronic weaknesses is not that we expect too much from God, but that we trust him far too little. When you start trusting God not enough. When you start believing that God is not able to take care of your situation, you need to get your praise on. You need to get awakened to the thing that God can do in your life. You need a praise awakening in your life. You need an err to be born in your life because Judah had five sons. And the first one, it says, wake up. Reminds me of the little boy. That was in Sunday school one day and they were talking about the North Star, the Christmas star that guided the, the, the wise men versus all the other stars. And so the teacher said, I want you to all go home and count the stars, get in your backyard and count the stars that you see and come back next week in Sunday school and tell me how many stars you counted. And the next week kids came and they had all kinds of numbers from 149 to too many to count, except little Bobby. Bobby said, I counted three. And the teacher said, Bobby, how can you just count three? And he said, well, I guess my backyard's too small. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's something about praise. Hallelujah. There's something about praise that'll enlarge your backyard. There's something about praise. Jesus said you need to watch and pray. He said it not once, not twice, but three times in the Gospels. Maranatha simply means the Lord cometh. It's not heard a lot today, but Jesus is coming back again. He really is, truly, he's coming back. Somebody needs to be watchful and wake up and get your praise on and hear the reveille call and say, I'm going to be expecting something great in my life. I'm going to expect God to do awesome things in my life. And then one day, I'm going to go home to be with him. Amen. Be watchful. Amen. Be alert. Be attentive. The Lord is coming. Er means watchful or awake. So praise produces an alertness. 
it produces a watchfulness. It produces something that just sitting in church doesn't produce. Then the second son came along. His name was Onan. They, they started, they probably said, Oh man, what are we going to name him? Well, Onan's a good name. Some of these names are pitiful, but some people think praise is pitiful too. But Onan means to be strong or to strengthen. Wow. Praise, folks, produces strength. You know, you do this to get strong. You do this to get strong too. I, I, I hope I don't get mean tonight, but I cannot stand people who think they're too good to magnify the Lord. I have a hard time with people that think that God deserves to praise them. The strength that you get from God is in the second son, Onan. You need to understand that your strength cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said to Timothy, keep that which has been committed to thy trust. Revelation chapter three said, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. Christians should not be struggling with spiritual anemia. No iron in the blood. We were not created by God to be weak spiritually. But he said, put on the whole armor of God that you can withstand the attack of the enemy. Praise produces strength in your life. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'm teaching, but I'm I'm getting beside myself a few times, so let me calm down. Strength to overcome the evil world. Strength to stand for what is right. Strength to withstand the approach of the enemy. Strength to combat the false and the untrue. See, Jesus made a strange statement one day while talking to his disciples in Matthew chapter 21. He said unto them, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Hmm. Kids have a way of perfecting praise. New converts have a way of perfecting praise. I had a, I had a little lady one time. Had a little lady one time in a church in Dallas. She was a brand new convert, and I'd gone away to a conference, and and uh, she didn't cuss real bad, but she cussed a little. <laughs> but one night when I came back from the conference, my wife and I came back. She stood up and she said, "I'd like to say something, Pastor." She said, "While you's gone, golly, we miss y'all. In fact, we miss the." She said, "H e c k out of y'all." I'm glad she didn't say those other words. She said, but you know what, Pastor? We enjoy the H-E-C-K out of Jesus while he is gone. (laughs) Let me tell you something, folks. I love people that have that purity of heart. That just come in the house and say, I may be weak right now. But I'm going to get me some old and praise on. I'm going to get some strength. I'm going to get strong in the Lord. Because the pastor told me that praise has five kids and one of them is to be strong and to be strengthened in God in my life. 
You want to get strong, start praising God. You want to get strong, start loving God. You want to get strong, start having your own personal soliloquy in your house of loving and praising Jesus Christ. Of course, Jesus was quoting David in Psalms. He said, out of the mouth of babes, Psalms 8 and 2, and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Everybody say perfected praise. Say it, perfected praise. Say ordained strength. Perfected praise ordains strength. Woo, hallelujah. Same scripture, two different words. The same thing. Perfected praise, Jesus said. Ordained strength, David said. Praise is not just mere words, folks. It establishes strength inside of us. When Saul was converted on the road to Damascus in Acts 9, by Acts 22, the Jews were confounded, the Bible said, as Saul increased more in strength. It confounded them because he was proven that what he had was of the Christ. Having trouble with your enemy? Praise produces strength needed to shout and proclaim God's grace in your life. Your praise will solidify your spiritual strength. Judah had five sons. The first said, wake up. The second said, I'm going to give you strength in the day of battle. And the third son born was a man named Sheila. How about that for a man's name? (laughs) Sheila. I know it's supposed to be probably Shalah or Shayla or Shalee. I don't know. I'm West Texas. It's Sheila. (laughs) So, you know what Sheila means? Judah had five sons. Sheila means request or petition. Mm. Lord, give us the ability to know that when we start praising you, we can petition you for anything that we need in our life. And you will hear our request and you will grant them. Because you inhabit the praises of your people. The Lord said, come boldly to the throne of grace. That you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If you praise him as instructed in the word of God, you have a right to expect your petition and your request to be fulfilled. 1 John 5 and 15 said, and we know that he hears us. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition or request that we desired of him. He comes in our house when we praise him. He inhabits the praises of his people. Now, let me, let me stop right here, right now. So when you start praising God, God moves into that house. So your house, your praise house becomes his dwelling place. And when he steps into your dwelling place, he said, okay, you got something wrong in that bedroom, maybe the kitchen, maybe the living room, I'm here. Because you're praising me. Oh, I see this right now. What do you want me to fix? You want me to go in here and work on this? You want me to go over here and work on this? How about the backyard? The kids getting along? I can work in the backyard too. I can do the front porch. I move in this house because you're praising me. Praise brings God into your presence. Praise brings God into your house. And when God gets in your house, he can fix stuff up. He can throw the things away you don't need. He can lift things up that you do need. Because praise brings that to the house. He inhabits praise. Lincoln got a letter one day. Abraham Lincoln got a letter one day from a little old girl in a state that he was going to be going through on a tour, on a, on a trip. And she's about a little eight-year-old girl. She said, Mr. President Lincoln, said, I live right outside of a certain town you're going to be visiting. And said, when you come, it would be such an honor, 
she wrote him this cute little letter. If you would come by my house and have tea with me. My address is so and so and knowing the day you'll be here, I will have the tea ready. Abraham Lincoln put that letter in his vesture, in his pocket. And when they got to that particular town on his trip, they were walking into the town with his bodyguards and with the people around him. And he said, wait a minute, boys, I'm going to go down this road right here. Come with me. Why, President? Because I got a letter from a little girl here several weeks ago knowing I was going to be in town today. And she wanted me to have tea. And I told her I'd be here at a certain time. I wrote her back. And she's expecting me. And when he went to the door, knocked on the door, just as calm as a cucumber, a little girl came to the door and said, hi, Mr. President, the tea's ready. <laughs> True story. He walked in, got into the bedroom, sat on the floor, folded in big old long Illinois legs, and started drinking tea from a cup this big. <laughs> and all of his aides and all of his people watched him. And when he got through, he said, honey, I got to go take care of the business now, but it's been fun. This has been my most fun thing on this trip. Let me tell you something. God's got a lot of things to do in this world. He's got a lot of things to take care of. He's got some wars he's got to fix. He's got some people hurting over in another part of the world. But when his kids start praising him, he says, I, it's like an invitation. Would you come by my house? Would you come by my house? Oh, I feel like preaching this. Would you come by my house? Would you come and sit with me? And the Lord says, if you'll praise me, I'll show up. And he'll show up and say, I'm at your house. Come on, let's have tea. Let's have some things. Let's get some things worked out. Because he's a God that inhabits the praises of his people. Clap your hands and rejoice in that. What's your request? What's your petition? Wow. Wow, he said, ask me, seek me, knock. I'm here sipping tea with you right now. You want me to help you? I'm here. Start praising me. Waken. Get your strength. Give me your petition. Judah had five sons. The fourth son was a young man named Perez. Perez was the, one of the twin boys that was born. And he, uh, he became the lineage of the king. Here's a powerful thought. Ferez means simply breakthrough. God, I don't have to preach that, do I? Some people need healing in this house tonight. We need a breakthrough. Some folks need deliverance in this house tonight. Need a breakthrough. Some people need hope in this house tonight. Need a breakthrough. When I praise him, I can break through anything that stands in my way. Praise is my breakthrough. Moses broke through the Red Sea. Joshua broke through the Jordan River. Abraham broke through the ravens that were attempting to steal his sacrifice. David broke through the opinions against him and defeated a giant. Three Hebrew boys broke through a fire and got a visit from God. Daniel broke through the lion's den and helped deliver a nation. And three mighty men of David one day heard a whisper from a praiser. Oh, if I could have a drink from the well of Bethlehem. 
and they broke through the Philistine garrison and got David a drink of water from the wells of Bethlehem. See, a praiser's desire was answered right now because praisers produce action in God. You want a breakthrough? Start praising him. You want your family to be saved? Start praising him. Come on, the fourth son was praised. The fourth son was praised. That's the lineage. The breakthrough you need is the lineage that will come in your life. I'm telling you, the bloodline flows through Pharez. Come on, I'm telling you, Pharez is the bloodline. God wants his kids to have a breakthrough in their life. People are going to think we're crazy. That's not us. On and on I could go. Yet there is something so different about these individuals. In their own way, they could praise God, but they never had what we've experienced. Angels are recorded as praising God continually, but they don't have what we can do. Mm. We have the power to praise him in the spirit until we break through whatever that is that's attempting to hold us back. Praise produces a source of glory that breaks the hold of the enemy. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hell can't stop the results of your praise. The power of hell can't control you, your family, your hope, your dreams, your life. Give praise. Give praise a chance in your life. It gives you the impact to withstand. And yes, do more than withstand, but break through the powers that attempt to bind and destroy you and your family and the church. Clap your hands real big. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And the last son that was born to Judah was a boy named Zerah, Z-E-R-A-H. It simply means the rising God. There's not one thing here that's a downer. There's not a downer in praise. Not one Debbie Downer in praise. Oh, hallelujah. When you praise, there's a rising there's a rising. There's a rising. There's a lifting of your head. The lifting of your heart. The lifting of your spirit. The only thing I knew to do when I went through tragedy was to go to church and just praise him. I wish I'd have known Judah had five sons then. And knew the meaning of those Hebrew names. But now I do. And now I know why. That after I had a praise session in the sanctuary with the Lord. I felt like that I could, I could make this thing even the day of. I could make this thing work. I could work. Because God is my ever present help. In the time of my trouble. Knowing what I've preached tonight and what I've taught. Why, why would you not be a praiser? Why would you not be a praiser? It's the awakening in you. Hallelujah. It's the protection for you. There's nothing like it in all the world. There's nothing like it. It's the strength for you. It's, 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 the, it's letting your request be known. It's, 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 it's a breakthrough that you need. And then now it's the rising. My favorite songwriter, one of my favorite songwriters died recently. And when I was a part of a little quartet called Ministry... 
We made our only record. We was one of those one and done quartets. <laughs> one of the songs we chose to sing was the song that this man had, had written. His name was Carol Magruder. In fact, he helped produce our, our album. He wrote, I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment, and I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. I'm waiting for the trumpet to sound most any time. A crown of life is waiting. Praise God, it'll soon be mine. I got my invitation at a place called Calvary. And by the precious blood of Jesus, the trip was paid for free. I'm going home with Jesus. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the saints of the Lord. Bless his name. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. I had a, I had a vision several years ago in Montgomery, Louisiana. I was preaching revival, and I, I went to an early morning prayer, and then after that prayer, I came back and went to bed and kind of fell into a a light sleep, and then I had this vision, and I saw myself preaching the gospel. And then I felt this surge. Don't think I'm crazy. I've been here 27 years, and I, I've still got good papers. <laughs> I'm clear. I'm clear up here. I saw the church begin to rise. I was preaching, and I began to go up. And the euphorism and the, and the joy that I felt was unbelievable. And all of a sudden, I was in the air. And I looked down, and earth was getting smaller. It wasn't fast. It wasn't fast. We shall be changed in a moment, but I don't think the Lord's going to just get us. We're not going to zip out of here. We're going to go real slow so we can tell the devil, you didn't get me. You didn't get me. And, I, and I, I awakened from that. I awakened from that. It, it, the, the euphoric feeling brought me to my recollection of mortality. And I realized that I was going to be preaching this gospel for a long, long time. And that, that, has never, that feeling has never come back over me again. I hadn't had that vision or dream again. But I'm still preaching. And I may be preaching when I'm 90 years old. I won't be preaching here because y'all be through with me. But I'll still be out there on that porch hugging you. You're going to get gummed to death. But I, I, I believe that I'm going to be preaching this gospel when the Lord comes again. I hope to be praising God one day and in all the music and singing and rejoice that I hear a sudden sound that is distinctly different that rings out like nothing I've ever heard when Gabriel blows the trumpet. 
And the church is called rising above the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Let me say something before I close. This pastor believes in the second coming of Jesus Christ. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. It's going to happen one day. It's going to happen one day. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Praise, folks, produces powerful results. Judah had five sons. They were powerful, powerful names. I want us to be awakened by praise in 2017. Everybody say, wake me up, Lord, to praise you. I want to be strengthened by praise in 2017. I want my petitions and my requests to be made known. I want him to come (laughs) and sit down at my table. And have tea with me and talk to me on a daily basis. I want to have a breakthrough this year in my praise. I want some breakthroughs in my life. And when the Lord calls us, I want a rising spirit to be in me. Because I feel that praise is calmly for the upright. It's special. It's a special thing, this praise thing is. And Judah had five sons. Had five sons. You know, when Israel got ready to to move its camp from one place to another in the wilderness, Judah was the vanguard and Dan was the rear guard. Judah was the largest tribe in Israel. I've always thought that praise ought to be the largest tribe in the church. Dan was a warring tribe. They fought to keep the enemy and the the lagging, they were the lagging standard, and they, they fought to keep the people up. Many times Dan would be two weeks late to an encampment because they were trying to get all the strays in. But Judah, Judah went before the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant didn't lead him from camp to camp. It was Judah, then the Ark. Because praise always goes first. When you learn to praise, it's first to God. It's first to God. Don't ever lose your praise. Don't lose your praise. You may lose a lot of stuff in your life, but don't lose your praise. You may lose family members. You may lose relationships, but don't lose your praise. Keep your praise intact in your life. You don't have to go crazy about it, but keep your praise. Open your mouth wide. Let God fill it every morning with praise. Wake up every morning and say, Lord, I love you with everything that's in me today. And I want you to know that. I want you to know I love you. I feel, I feel your strength today. I feel that I can make a petition today. I feel, God, I can have a breakthrough in my life today. I feel, Lord, that I've been awakened to praise you. And I want to have an awakening in my life. I want to be a blesser of the name of the Lord. Let me be the praiser that I need to be in 2017. Would you stand all over the house? that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, 
or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.